KTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, Foreign Minister Wang Yi has strongly criticized America's Indo-Pacific strategy, accusing Washington of attempting to create division, incite confrontation and undermine peace. Michelle Bachelet has begun a visit to China, the first such trip for the United Nations human rights head since 2005. It'll involve her touring the Xinjiang region. And Indonesia has lifted a ban on the export of palm oil. The biggest, the world's biggest producer of the edible oil halted exports last month to control rising domestic prices. A University of Hong Kong virologist says people in the SAR shouldn't worry about the new Omicron subvariant. The so-called BA2.12.1 subvariant is more infectious than Omicron and has been spreading rapidly in the U.S. But Professor Malik Paris, chair of virology at Hong Kong U's School of Public Health told RTH, RTHK's COVID update program the new variant is unlikely to pose a huge threat given that most people in Hong Kong have already been infected with Omicron. This subvariant is a close cousin of the BA2 virus that, you know, really was the main virus that caused the fifth wave in Hong Kong. So there are a couple of additional mutations, but it's not hugely distant from the BA2 that Hong Kong has experienced. So I don't think that it's likely to pose a huge threat given the fact that we expect that around 50-60% or maybe a bit more of the Hong Kong population already has been uh, infected with the BA2. The mainland's National Health Commission has reported another 802 domestic COVID-19 infections, including 174 symptomatic cases. 55 of those came from Shanghai and 83 from Beijing, but Shanghai accounted for the bulk of the asymptomatic cases. The port city of Tianjin saw 32 cases with symptoms and 15 without. One more COVID patient in Shanghai has passed away. Foreign Minister Wang Yi has strongly criticized America's Indo-Pacific strategy, accusing Washington of attempting to create division, incite confrontation, and undermine peace. State media reported that Mr. Wang said the strategy would inevitably fail. He made the comments as U.S. President Joe Biden continues his visit to Asia and ahead of talks between the so-called Quad Group. Mr. Biden and the leaders of Japan and India will be joined by the new Australian Prime Minister, Antony Albanese. In his first media briefing with reporters, Mr. Albanese referred specifically to his country's relations with China. The relationship with China will remain a difficult one. I said that before the election. That has not changed. Uh, it is China that has changed, not Australia. And Australia should always uh, stand up for our values, and we will in a government that I lead. Michelle Bachelet has begun a visit to China, the first such trip for the United Nations human rights head since 2005. It will involve her touring the Xinjiang region, where Beijing has repeatedly denied any mistreatment of the Uyghur population. Ms. Bachelet's office has said the visit's purpose is to focus on dialogue with Chinese authorities on domestic and global human rights issues. Four Hong Kong officials, including the health minister, Sophia Chan, are joining the week-long meeting of the World Health Assembly. They're participating in the talks in Geneva via video link as part of the Chinese delegation. Professor Chan says she hopes to gather valuable information and experience from experts. One issue on the agenda will be monkeypox, a rare viral infection that's beginning to spread worldwide. A senior health advisor in the UK, Dr. Susan Hopkins, said there was still a lot to learn about monkeypox. 
clearly this is a new infectious disease spreading in our community that we haven't seen in our communities before. Therefore, we will need to learn a lot about it, both here and in other countries, over the coming weeks. There are certain individuals who are much more at risk of severe disease, particularly immunosuppressed individuals or young children. Uh, in adults, we think it's relatively mild. The vast majority of people get better by themselves with supportive treatment. Former Chief Executive C.Y. Leung says the government needs to strengthen patriotic groups in universities and the meeting and the media. He said that despite the national security law and an improved electoral system, patriots can't assume that the job is done. During an online forum, Mr. Leung said the groups are important to instill patriotism among young people. We have to build up the ideological and organizing powers of patriotic groups. Those who govern have to break barriers with these groups, make them stronger. This includes the grooming of such groups in universities. In education, in media, we have to raise the ability of patriotic groups in these important aspects in society. Of course, we also need to form consensus and widely promote the one country, two systems principle. Overseas, a colonel in the powerful Iranian Revolutionary Guards has been shot dead in a rare assassination in Tehran. Two gunmen are reported to have opened fire on Colonel Saeed Koday in his car outside his home. A major manhunt is underway. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. The killing of Colonel Sayad Hodei in broad daylight outside his home in a Tehran street is the biggest security breach in Iran since 2020 when a leading nuclear scientist was killed. Colonel Hodei was a member of the Quds Force, which is the external arm of the Revolutionary Guards. It's played a key role in several conflicts, working with Iranian-backed militias to keep President Assad in power in Syria and to help defeat Islamic State militants in Iraq. No group has so far said it was responsible for the killing Previously, Iranian officials have accused Israel of being behind such high-profile assassinations. Indonesia has lifted a ban on the export of palm oil. The world's biggest producer of the edible oil halted exports last month in an attempt to control rising domestic prices. Palm oil companies in Indonesia have seen their profits soar as global prices have reached record highs this year. The BBC's Rebecca Henschke reports. Palm oil companies are required to share a percentage of their plantation with local communities in so-called plasma plantations. But a joint BBC investigation has found palm oil companies supplying major consumer goods firms like Johnson & Johnson and Kellogg's are failing to fully comply with the 2007 regulation, potentially costing local communities millions of dollars of income. The consumer companies have said they take the allegations very seriously and have vowed to investigate. The Polish president has given a message of strong support for Ukraine during the first address in person by a foreign leader to the parliament in Kiev since the Russian military incursion began. Andrzej Duda said Poland would do everything it could to help Ukraine join the European Union. He received a standing ovation as he declared that only Ukrainians could decide their future. Yes, in Europe recently, unfortunately, there were and are voices saying that Ukraine should accept Putin's wishes. I want to say clearly, only Ukraine has the right to decide about its future. Only Ukraine has the right to decide about itself.
A U.S. military cargo plane loaded with powdered infant formula from Europe has landed in the United States to help tackle the nationwide shortage. The aircraft carried more than 35,000 kilos of hypoallergenic formula. Global supply chain problems were exacerbated in the U.S. by the closure of a production plant in February because of a health scare. The U.S. Agriculture Secretary, Tom Vilsack, greeted the plane's arrival. This is an important step, but it is by no means the only step that must take place. We will continue to work, uh, as the President has instructed us, to look for every opportunity to increase supply. The President understands all too well uh, the challenges, the stress, the worry that families have experienced. New Zealand scientists have discovered, to their surprise, that an underwater volcano that erupted in Tonga in January is still largely intact. The BBC's Jonathan Amos has the details. The eruption of Honga Tonga, Honga Haapai, is now recognised as one of the most violent volcanic events of the modern era. New Zealand's National Institute for Water and Atmospheric Research has now managed to get in close with a ship to map the post-eruption shape of the volcano and of the surrounding sea floor. They had expected to find significant damage to the volcanic cone, but its flanks continue to stand tall. That said, there were clearly some dramatic movements of sediment. The sea floor around Honga Tonga was smothered with ash and is now said to be devoid of all marine life. Police in Nigeria say they're investigating the beheading of a local MP. He was killed in the southeastern state of Anambra barely a week after he was abducted, along with his, along with his aide, by gunmen. The BBC's Ishik Khalid reports. The beheading of the Anambra state lawmaker, Okechiku Okoye, has been widely condemned in Nigeria after his headless body was found over the weekend. The authorities say his aide was also killed but they have not explained whether he was beheaded too. The state governor, Charles Soludo, described the killings as gruesome, barbaric, and shocking. He then announced a reward of about $17,000 for information that would lead to the arrest of the perpetrators. Women TV presenters in Afghanistan say they're determined to keep on working despite a Taliban order that they wear face coverings. One female presenter, Sonia Niazi of Tolo TV, said the new rule was not part of Islam. A presenter must feel totally calm and relaxed while reading the news to convey the truth to people. But today, for the first time, I experienced a moment where I had to present my programme wearing a mask and I didn't feel good at all. If such decrees are issued and imposed on women, then women across Afghanistan will be eliminated. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,328. That's 393 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $59 billion. In currencies, one U.S. dollar will buy you 127.31 yen. The euro stands at one U.S. dollar and five cents. And the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 84 cents. And in sport, we start with football and a dramatic finish to the English Premier League season. Manchester City secured their fourth league title in five years, but had to work hard for it against Aston Villa on the final day. City came from two goals, scoring three times in five second-half minutes to win 3-2. to two. The BBC's John Murray has more from the Etihad Stadium. Manchester City started and finished the final round of matches one point ahead of runners-up Liverpool. But in between times, the title race served up some late drama as at one stage in the second half, it looked like City were blowing it. They were 2-0 down at home to Aston Villa. 
Liverpool then drawing 1-1 with Wolves at Anfield were one goal away from snatching the title. Liverpool would win 3-1, but by then City had served up a three-goal blitz in five minutes to turn their match around, win 3-2, and that was enough to retain the Premier League title. City boss Pep Guardiola was happy to finish the season ahead of such a strong Liverpool side. The magnitude of the achievement is because it's the magnitude of the rival, and the rival is the perfect team and beat them not just one, three times, toes to toes, and, and so it's, it's incredible. It's, it's a dream come true because I know how, how tough they are and uh, beat them. It speaks really well about who we are as a team. Liverpool finished a point behind City after they came from a goal down to beat Wolves 3-1 to at Anfield. Here's the Liverpool manager, Jurgen Klopp. First and foremost, congratulations, Manchester City, Pep Guardiola, all his staff, um, and everybody, all the people from Man City, for uh, yeah, winning a tough race. That's how it is. If you want to win big, you have to be ready to lose big. We lost big today, not the game, but the, the league, if you want. Yeah, but we will go again. Tottenham secured the final Champions League qualification spot with a 5-0 win over Norwich. Sun Hung Min scored twice to share the golden boots as the Premier League's top scorer alongside Liverpool's Mo Salah. Arsenal and Manchester United qualified for the Europa League after finishing fifth and sixth, respectively. Burnley were relegated after a 2-1 loss at home to Newcastle. Leeds United survived with a 2-1 victory at Brentford. In Italy, AC Milan secured their 19th Serie A title, their first in 11 years, after a 3-0 win at Sassuolo. Thanks to two goals from Olivier Giroud, Inter beat Sampdoria 3-0, but finished two points behind their city rivals. Napoli came third. In the NBA's Western Conference, the Golden State Warriors are one win away from a berth in the NBA Finals. Their 109-100 their victory over the Dallas Mavericks in Game 3 of their best-of-seven series gives them a 3-0 lead. The Warriors had Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins combined for 67 points, 23 rebounds, and 16 assists. And, uh, sorry, excuse me. In the NHL, on the ice, the Edmonton Oilers hammered uh, the Calgary Flames 4-1 to to take a 2-1 series lead over their provincial rivals in their Western Conference semifinal series. Evander Kane scored a hat-trick in six minutes in the second period. And taking a look at the weather, it will be cloudy with a few showers, moderate to fresh easterly winds. Occasionally strong offshore and on high ground. The outlook, a few showers in the next few days. Current temperature, 24 degrees. Humidity is 87%. And we just have time for the headlines again. Foreign Minister Wang Yi has strongly criticized America's Indo-Pacific strategy. Michelle Bachelet has begun a visit to China, the first such trip for United Nations human rights head since 2005. And Indonesia lifted its ban on the export of palm oil. That's the news from RTHK. Get switched to 
always said she was good as gold. And he can see no reasons, cause there are no reasons. What reason do you need to be sure? Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Usmani. Hope you've had a great weekend. We did kick off with Boomtown Rats and I Don't Like Mondays. 
But I do like Mondays, and I hope you do too. On the show today, after 1.30, my guest on my story is Caesar Jung Harada, French-Japanese inventor, entrepreneur,